Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, and I am so happy you're here. I'm Sherry Harmel, your host for the next 30 minutes or so, and you must be an extraordinary woman if you're here listening today. This is the place where we have conversations about relevant, current, and important topics for today's women. From finding that elusive balance that we all seek, to clearing out the stuff that we no longer need in our lives. Those are our conversations and not much is off limits. The mission of the Extraordinary Women podcast is to give you ideas, inspiration, and even hope that your dreams are absolutely possible. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 51. I'm Sherry Harmel, editor and chief creative of Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast. So when I began working on this episode, I started with the question that so many of my clients have asked over the years, how can we attain balance in our lives? But I'm going to suggest an even bigger question. Is balance even possible? Let's imagine a ballerina, so pretty. On point is the classic ballet position when the ballerina is up on her toe shoes. She appears weightless, floating, and perfectly balanced. Yet, if you had the ability to zoom in and take a really close look at her feet, and every ballerina will tell you this, her toe shoes are actually vibrating as she makes very tiny adjustments second by second to maintain her balance. So that tells us that what appears to be perfect balance actually requires continual tiny adjustments. Well, I believe it's the same for your life. I don't think there is perfect balance. So many of you talk about wanting to find balance and often even find yourself, you know, beating yourself up when you can't seem to get the balance. Yet, if we go back to the ballerina, she has to make continual adjustments to stay on her toes. And what about those adjustments? Through her training, she's learned what adjustments she has to make to stay on her toes. And if you think about it, maybe even a little deeper, she's prioritizing which adjustment she has to make each and every second so that she stays up on her toes. But what about you? We all know that we feel incredibly unbalanced when we're chasing a multitude of projects or people. Multitasking leads us to feel depleted, drained, and completely ungrounded certainly unbalanced. And what science has has really told us and learned and told us is that our brains actually can't focus on multiple things at one time. So when we think we're multitasking, our brain is actually quickly shifting from one thing to focus on and then to another. Not unlike that ballerina who's making continual tiny adjustments. Now, last week I talked about what happens when we do that, when we try to multitask. 
I shared the Russian proverb of how if you chase two rabbits, you'll catch none. Yet many of us are chasing not just two, but many rabbits. And as you all know, those darn rabbits multiply faster than you can say carrots. Well, so too can the things that you're trying to focus on in your life. If you're a mom who works outside the home, you're balancing children along with your work. And then there's your partner in that relationship. Same for stay-at-home moms or empty nesters or even women who have retired. Over and over, you might talk of trying to recapture a sense of yourself again or pursue the things that you love to do, but there are so many requests on your time that you never get to it. There are rabbits everywhere. Or you might set up the scenario that I always had in my head when I was a, a mom of young kids. I'd always think, once I get this list finished, I'll get to whatever it is I'm trying to create just for me. But the list was never complete. And when I thought about the analogy to, of a ballet dancer to us finding balance in our lives, I found it so interesting that only the female ballet dancers go up on their toes. I wondered why only the female ballet dancers have to figure out how to balance, how to make those tiny little adjustments to stay up on the tips of their toes. Well, like the ballet dancer, you're constantly trying to find balance. And there's a solution though, and that is, and I want to share that with you because it's so important, is for you to prioritize what it is that is most important to you. Prioritizing is incredible. And it requires, just like the ballerina who has to make those tiny changes that's hardly visible, you have to continually make changes and adjustments to stay on track with whatever it is that you want. And a big part of your prioritization is to understand that each and every week is different. Each month is different. You can't say every Wednesday morning from seven to eight, I'm going to write or I'm going to get on the bike. It doesn't always happen that way. But what you prioritize can and will change throughout the next 90 days. So let's go a little deeper into that concept. But first, you know, lay out your 90-day calendar. And when you look at that 90-day calendar, lay out all of your commitments, the commitments that you know are there. When is it time periods that you have to be at your child's school? When are the holidays? When are the events that are really unchangeable and you know them in advance? So get those into your 90-day calendar. As an example, schools are starting in the U.S. and in France sometime this week, next week. And that can mean it's going to take a few weeks before everyone is comfortable with the new routines. Well, schedule in that time to adjust. If you're traveling, you know you've got a trip planned. Put in recovery time, especially if you're moving from one time zone to another. It takes us a while to make that shift. If you have certain obligations at certain times of the year, when you know it's going to be nuts, like the holidays. In America, there's Thanksgiving. There might be birthdays set up. There might be 
December holidays that you have to schedule in. Include those times in your schedule, not just the event, but the preparation as well as the recovery. Now, you also might know when you are scheduled or have to return to the office. And why this is all important is that if you begin an exercise program that same week, it's a prescription for failure. We're human and we can't switch roles, time zones, whatever it is from one commitment to another in anything less than 24 hours. And often we need more time. So be kind to yourself. Work back into your ideal plan gradually so that you're successful. By your ideal plan, I mean what it is that you really want to do. If you want to exercise three times a week, as an example, when are you going to be able to really adhere to that schedule? Now, we all have those difficult and stressful times, but how do we make them more manageable? Because part of it is when it's stressful, we have to take care of ourselves so that we can make the the shift back into our ideal schedule when we're past the stressful time period. And three things, three things, only three things I've learned are super important. Good food, good sleep, and always a little exercise. Now, about the good food, maybe you have to make a few dinners in advance, put them in the freezer uh, so that you have something on those evenings when you really don't have the time to cook a home-cooked meal. Have apples and peanut butter around for snacks, drink lots of water, take really good care of yourself that you have whatever those supplies are in your home available to you during the time period that you know it's going to be stressful. Prioritize good sleep. I think good sleep is the secret to a happy life, truly. As for exercise, when you're in the middle of very stressful times, I suggest just going for a walk around the block. It actually helps your brain to reset, but it's not something that's going to wipe, wipe you out, but it's healthy for you. So get yourself out of the house or out of the apartment, and if, if you can, be somewhere close to nature. It will refuel you. Now, once you've got all those set commitments on your, you know, the commitments that are requiring your time at certain times added into your calendar, it's then time to ask, where am I allocating time to my dream? Now, I'm going to give you a couple examples of dreams I've heard. Maybe you want to prepare for a bike trip around Iceland. Super cool trip. Or start an online shop of some kind. Or maybe you're, you're looking to start a blog, a vlog. Or write that memoir that you've been thinking about for years. Whatever it is, I got your 90-day plan. You've got in the, the particular commitments that are unchangeable, that are fixed. You've also gotten in there kind of your preparation and recovery time because you know what that's going to be like. And now you're going to start to schedule in your dream. And you're going to start to schedule in certain progress points. If it's a blog, when are you going to have it named? When is it going live? If it's a class of some kind that you need to take to bring you closer to your dream, put the dates into your calendar. That bike trip, 
you know, what are the miles that you want to be comfortable riding at, at various points in order to prepare you for the big dream? That is the one rabbit that you are chasing just for yourself. The big dream that you want to work on now. And like I said before, when we feel out of balance, it's usually just because we're not spending enough time on the things that really matter to us. So pay attention to where you are scheduling in time to pursue your own dream. Because you are you. Now there is another often ignored but very important element of balance and that is focus. Going back to the ballerina, the ballerina doesn't focus 100% on making those little tiny adjustments she needs to stay on point, she'll lose her balance. Well, you too. When you put the activities that are part of making your dream come true into your calendar, once you know, you've got everything laid out like we talked about, you have to be singularly focused on them. Make them sacred. That's called time boundaries. And it's also you taking care of you. That's no one's job but yours. So if you aren't getting to the commitments on your calendar that involve your dreams, take control. Take control of yourself. Whether it's exercising or writing time or whatever, if it's on your calendar, honor it. Put a circle around it to symbolize a boundary. Do whatever you need to do. I want you to channel that ballerina that's inside of each and every one of us and focus on your one true thing. That focus, honestly, is what separates those who achieve their dreams from those that just talk about their dreams. And what you will end up with at the end of this whole process is a 90-day calendar that has everything on it. The work commitments, the family commitments that are coming up, as well as your commitments to yourself. I suggest you share it with your partner, your family, your friends, whoever is going to provide support for you. And if you need to, get an accountability partner. Ask for someone to support you and you support them to make sure that those little milestones are kept and that you honor your time commitment. We all strive to attain balance. But what we really, really want is to focus our time on the things that truly matter to us and let go of everything and everyone that distracts us from the things that are important to us. And we never, ever want to forget your one true thing, which is your dream. I hope you can see that accepting every day, every week, and every month is different is actually self-loving. And then that prioritizing and focusing on things that really matter to you is the answer to getting more balance in your life. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, I know you'll actually love my magazine. The magazine's called Extraordinary Women, and I named the magazine that because every issue has interviews with at least two extraordinary women who will probably remind you a lot of yourself. 
The magazine is a dream-supporting, dream-inspiring magazine that I, I just know you're going to love. It's got ideas, recipes, lifestyle suggestions that are all meant to give you hope and encouragement, which we all need more of today, don't we? Well, we now also have two wonderful contributing writers, Michelle Lamont, who is an incredible artist, and she'll be writing about the life and business of an artist. And we also have Sarah Grio, a lovely stylist, who's going to be giving us great style suggestions that help us to feel pretty and pulled together, regardless of our ages, our body types, our lifestyles. I don't know about you, but I want to feel pretty. Plus, because I live half the year in Paris, France, there's also a section called My Parisian Attitude. So if you're a Francophile, you'll especially love that section. Married or solo, kids grown or still at home, corporate careers, entrepreneurs, a stay-at-home mom, or even retired, this magazine is meant to be like your best friend who appreciates you and every other extraordinary woman. So join us by clicking the subscribe button at sherryharmel.com or check out my Instagram page where I will be announcing a special magazine offer very, very soon. Nothing complicated, just good stories, a little inspiration, and what I like to call a cup of hope. Thank you, and as I often say to my friends in Paris, a bientôt. Thank you for listening today. If you want to hear more, just tune in every Monday for a new episode. And if you felt this podcast was helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any conversations and that you also get notified when we have special gatherings. If you liked this episode, please share it with another extraordinary woman. And if you have a moment, I'd very much appreciate you leaving a review. Now, if you want to hear more about the Extraordinary Women magazine, which includes much more than just the magazine, reach out to me via social media or join us at sherryharmel.com. I look forward to our next conversation, and I hope you do too. 